We are interrupting your watching of Wheel of Fortune to bring you more hockey talk. As the Sharks prepare to start training camp, the rookies get their feet wet in Vegas, the women get drafted, and Babcock, what the hell are you doing? All that and more right now here on Summer Shark Bites on Teal Town, USA. And we bid you a pleasant good evening, everyone. It is Monday, September 18th, 2023. The ice is being laid. The rookies are just coming back from Vegas. And the guys are all back in town, which means we are so close to hockey. So welcome to Summer Shark Bites here on Teal Town USA. This is live interactive. So if you chat with us, and your fellow hockey fans on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social, whatever they may be. Even if Elon wants to start charging up the yin-yang for whatever the hell it's called. Twitter, X, you name it. We'll be here and join us, as always, at TealTownUSA.com. If you want to support the podcast, of course, reach us out on Venmo at TealTownUSA. And with that, I say hello to Mr. Ian Reed, How are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am ready for hockey. Me too. Even though my Niners are starting out 2-0, my Giants have fallen apart, I am ready to go. You know, so it's it's been an interesting week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been quite an interesting week in the world of hockey, especially... Uh, the center of the hockey universe, Columbus, Ohio. Um, you know, this this whole thing started out with a little tease from the Spit and Chicklets podcast where, you know, Paul Bissonette, you know, goes and, and explains that, you know, Mike Babcock, the one-time coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, we'll get to that shortly, you know, asked Undefeated. to... Undefeated uh, yeah. coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, third, point that out. The third winningest coach in Columbus Blue Jackets history, I think, or something like that. Top ten all time in in uh, records in in Columbus Blue Jackets history. Oh, boy, and, and you wonder why we get pissed about why we get pissed about Vegas winning it all the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, but you know, basically, getting back to this, you know, biz nasty on. Uh, what was it last Tuesday, you know, goes on and says that, you know, some players, including Blue Jackets captain Boone Jenner, you know, are are asked to sh to um, share their camera roll on their iPhone, you know, before displaying these photos on a, on a, a wall in a coach's office, um, you know, to quote, you know, Biz Nasty on it. It said on the episode was released. Enough with putting guys on the spot in the coach's room asking to link their phones up to airplay mode and grilling them. Uh, I've had a ton of players confirm it. Uh, I mean, this is this is just crazy, you know, and it's uh, it's interesting to have the NHLPA come out to Columbus, which, you know, really hasn't done much. Uh, but uh, and then you then, you know, today or late yesterday, of course. It was during, yesterday, yeah. Yeah, do, do during a football game that, you know, 
Uh, Mike Babcock decides to resign as Blue Jackets head coach. Uh, you know, he has a come. He has a quote that comes out that says, "Upon reflection, it, it has become clear that continuing as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets was going to be too much of a distraction." While I'm disappointed to not have the opportunity to continue the work we've begun, I know it's in the best interest of the organization for me to step away at this time. I wish everyone in the organization well in the upcoming season. Uh, Ian, I'll, I'll throw this to you, but this is this is concerning, and but we're not surprised considering what Babcock's done in the past. Yeah, I think... I mean, I have so many thoughts about this, and it's hard. It's hard to figure out where to start. I think right. the what I, I like one of the things, like obviously, it was it's it was an interesting chain of events, right? Like I don't I don't listen to spitting um, spitting chiclets at all. Um, and if you do, that's fine. Like I'm not here to to judge or anything. I it just it's not something that I regularly consume. So a lot of this, you know, I kind of picked up like secondhand from like you know 32 thoughts or just basically scrolling Twitter or whatever. And it's. It's it's an interesting situation because I think that sports have to kind of catch up to everything else in the world because I know there's going to be people that be like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Boone Jenner didn't have a problem with it. And, you know, and, you know, and Johnny Gaudreau didn't have trouble with this. So so what's you know, it's these whiny players. But I think it's getting to the point now where people like it's just because something was acceptable at one point in time doesn't mean like it's it's 2023. The world has changed. And whether, you know, whether the world is too soft for you now or whatever, I mean, that's, you know, that's 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 for you to have your opinion. But like it or not, the world has changed. And I think that it's gotten to the point now where if you're it doesn't matter if you're a coach or, you know, a, a guy who oversees an office. Right. Like there's just certain things that you just can't do anymore. Now, do I think that Babcock like I don't think like Babcock was trying to be malicious here, right? Like, I don't think he was trying to, I don't think he intended to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't think this is some voodoo mind game. He was playing with the younger players, right? I think he was, it was something that I think he probably has done a hundred times, but again, the world has changed. And if, if it's not accept, if you shouldn't do something in an office, you know, in a standard office job or a retail job or whatever, I think that you probably shouldn't do it in sports either. That's just the reality of the situation now. And I think the this sports is kind of catching up to that now where just because it happens in a locker room doesn't mean it's okay. Oh, well, sports, who cares? You know, that's that's not happening anymore. Like, and not just like not to go completely off topic, but I think that's why you're seeing things like, you know, the, again, like hazing you know hazing right. incidents stuff like that kind of coming to light now and and it's just it's getting to the point like these are billion dollar businesses man like you know um it's sports just isn't an excuse anymore so i don't think i don't think babcock was trying to be malicious here i don't think he was trying to make people i think i think he genuinely you know i think he was genuinely trying to you know try and get to know players and had a specific way of doing it is it weird? A hundred percent. Like I would, I, I would be uncomfortable if like, if he just took my phone and, and started going through my camera roll, not that I have anything in there that would be remotely interesting. Um, I mean, you could see him trips on my East coast trip. That'd be pretty cool. But I could, <laughs> but I could tell you about that. Like you could ask me about that and right. I would happily show you photos of that. Right. But just to go through like, but just have someone kind of go through my phone and just, you know, be whatever I got. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know what you have on your phone. Maybe you maybe you have something there that you don't want to see, right? Like these are young dudes that you know <laughs> like I would be a little concerned, but for for some of them probably the shit that might be in their camera rolls, um that they might be uncomfortable sharing with their coach. So um you know, there's there's a certain level of privacy I think that players obviously want to expect and um, if they, if, if a, it, it doesn't matter if, you know, like a lot of people be like, oh, well, Boone Jenner didn't care. You know, Johnny Gaudreau didn't care. So these young guys, they should fall in line. But I, I they're disagree, safe, man. If, if they're, it's not even the fact that they're safe. Right. But I mean, they, they've been around longer and maybe they're more used to some of the dumb shit, even though these guys are, you know, Boone Jenner and Johnny Gaudreau aren't exactly, you know, uh, old by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I just, I think that, you know, but they've been around longer they've seen they've seen more shit but i think it, if it's if it's something that makes even one player uncomfortable then it's probably not acceptable i think it's really unfortunate for the blue jackets though because i think this is a team look um a lot of, i think there's a lot of good vibes around the columbus blue jackets right now right like they've got they got johnny gaudreau last year um and they have to you know, and, and and so they're trying they're trying to change the they're trying to change things there. They're trying to change things for the better. Trying to make things, you know, more positive. Um, you know, Adam Fantilli turned pro like right away. You know, basically got drafted, signed his contract, turned pro right away. Didn't go back to Michigan. Like, it. I think it's unfortunate for them because it, it, they're obviously like before all this stuff came out. I mean, the vibes around the Blue Jackets are pretty good, right? Like. Right. I have question. I have questions about how this team's going to be in net. Um, like I think their goaltending is a little suspect, and the Metro's an absolute gong show. Like I, I think, <laughs> right? Yeah, the Metro's probably the toughest, in my opinion, anyway. Man, we can disagree. The the toughest division in the NHL. So to try and you know to try and get things positive there. Um, it sucks. I think there's there's a lot of good vibes over the summer. And I know I know some people aren't a big, you know, aren't Babcock guys and they weren't here for the redemption tour. And I'm and I accept that. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, those people are wrong. But I think it's it's unfortunate because I think going into the season, like the vibes around the Blue Jackets was kind of good before this came out. Now it's you know, now it's like, you know, you're like, oh, man, Adam Fantilli, are you sure you wanted to turn pro? I mean, the money's. Well, great. yeah. <laughs> but like you know what i mean to come out now and it's like and you have to you have to do this situation now where mike babcock is obviously not going to be the coach so they have to uh, basically promote the assistance but i mean like you're in the beginning of the season now an nhl job is an nhl guy job so i'm sure you could probably like if this if they wanted to kind of do a search and find a guy they they could probably find one i i think that you know there would be people who would obviously give up a lot to be a coach of an NHL team. Um, but I mean, it just, it starts them on the wrong foot, right? Because like, you know, obviously if you're, if you're a, a high profile coach, then you've probably already been hired or you probably already, you know, getting ready to start a season with an AHL team or whatever team, you know, whatever team you would, you would normally hire from. Um, you know, and you've already kind of started there. So it's like, it's again, it's an NHL job. So I think that most people would understand if you went to somebody and said, Hey, do you want to coach my NHL team? Even though I know you're, you know, you're for junior team, they you know, for a junior team. You're already, you're already in the preseason. Like you already started things. So I think it's, it's, it's really unfortunate for the blue jackets because I think going uh, before this came up, man, good vibes in Columbus. Absolutely. Like, 
a lot of a lot of things to be excited about on that team. Um, but you know that this kind of starts them on the wrong foot, and I hope for them. Like I would, I would love to see Columbus kind of have like a kind of do what Florida did. You know, like everyone kind of just counts them dead at the beginning of the season because of all the stuff that happened over there, kind of similar situation, coach Quenville, whatever. Right. Um, and I'd love to see them kind of, you know, have that kind of a, a situation where, you know, they can kind of turn this into a positive. Cause I think the, the people in Columbus, like the, the jackets fans, like they, they deserve better. Absolutely. Um, and if I was, if I was the owner, I know the owner put out a, a statement today, um, saying that, you know, uh, basically, you know, everything, we're just kind of leaving everything status quo. And I kind of get it again, because again, the vibes were good. And I think if you completely go in and just like, personally, I would probably be, you know, um, at least I Davidson would definitely be, you know, I would definitely have eyes on him, but like, I would have dagger, I would have like a dagger, in the wall with a picture of Yarmo Kekalainen on at this point. Like, I think if the jackets, like maybe they'd obviously they don't want to just be like, Oh, well now we don't have a coach and now we don't have a front office either. Right. Like I understand you don't want to completely go scorched earth, but man, and this is why I don't own a team. And this is why I'm not in charge (laughs) of anything. Um, but man, I would, I would have gone scorched earth after this. Because if you're the owner of the Columbus blue jackets, like how embarrassed are you right now? Oh, it's it's an absolute nightmare because you waited this long to get Babcock. You couldn't right. announce him until July, and, and then and, and like and you and you knew Babcock had baggage. So right, like it wasn't like you know it wasn't like oh this thing happened and now we have to fire everybody. Right, like it wasn't like like I I alluded to Quinville earlier and obviously like we knew there was stuff there but we didn't really know the details. Mm-hmm. But like Babcock, you knew the baggage coming in. Exactly, and the fact that you don't even start the season with them because things got screwed up like man i like if the blue jackets stumble out of the gate i don't know of how much longer yarmo kecklinen is for this world as the gm of the columbus blue jackets yeah it's it's not looking good there and granted you have to have some type of front office in columbus i wouldn't be surprised if they get through the year or if they start looking now and then eventually make a change yeah, but, uh, that's I mean, I I would think that you do not want to go into training camp with, you know, well, they did name a head coach, but I mean, to have a management staff, you know, like you remember there. the commercial with like the bread and then like at the end of the commercial, like the they're, they're like that would be like the Columbus Blue Jackets where it's like, I don't remember what the commercial was for. <laughs> But it was for like sliced bread or something, and then by the end, like there's a woman riding an off on an ostrich through the office. Like that's the that's how I picture the Columbus Blue Jackets front office right now. Yeah, I don't know what the commercial was for. You look it up because I I, I think <laughs> I remember what it what you're talking about. Something but this... was sliced bread, and I, all I remember is the woman riding an ostrich through, and like everything's on fire, and that's that's what I think of the Columbus Blue Jackets right yeah. now. Like, and, and so I can understand why they didn't just like completely just throw gasoline all over it and be like, see you later, kick a line in and see you later. And I think, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that those guys deserve a lot of heat and I'm sure they're getting a lot of heat from outlets much bigger than ours. Um, but, but I also, but I also understand why they didn't just completely throw gasoline on it and, you know, see what was left standing. Right. It's going to be an interesting year 
uh, to see what what happens there. And if they can persevere, that'd be probably one of the best uh, feel good moments in the league uh, on that. But you you knew what you were getting into, Columbus. You knew everything you heard about what happened with Johan Franz and how mm-hmm. he had to how Babcock's ego gets in the way of letting Mike Madonna playing his 1500th game, his last game as an NHLer. You saw the thing with Mitch Marner and his teammates and, sure. and you know, Denver Doyle even saying, you know, I think Babcock was using the photos to use at a later time. He used mind games against Marner. Sure. And, I mean, like, and maybe, maybe there is, you know, maybe he thinks that again and again, like I think that, you know, maybe there is, there could be something more sinister here. I don't, I mean, I, I think, you know, Ruben bringing up a good point in the chat, like, I'm surprised that, like, you know, like, you're coming back into the league, you know, why wouldn't you talk, like, why wouldn't you be like, hey, assistant coach, what do you think about doing this, right, Right. or bringing it to somebody's attention, like, being like, hey, I thought I might do this, right, again, I don't, like, I don't know Mike Babcock, so I don't want to sit here and tell you that, like, you know, that he was, you know, this was going to be some master diabolical scheme, right, I don't, I don't know Mike Babcock. So I, I've never dealt with Mike Babcock. I don't know. I like, you know, maybe this is the the, the soft Ian. Like, I like to try and see the good in people. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So I like, I, I, I don't, just me personally, I don't just, my, my first instinct is never to go to what is the worst possible thing this could be, right? Right. That's just, that's just not the way my brain's wired. Yeah, it's it's the tough part uh, of it, you know, and, and they said in the, I, I was listening to Dangle's podcast today, they broke out the introductory press conference and it's like, well, we, we spoke to uh, Ken Hitchcock. We spoke to mm-hmm. a couple other coaches. We Yeah, he feels pretty good. It's like, well, what about the players since you've heard the backlash from since he's been out of the game for over three and a half years? Yeah. You know, it, it's something that's that's a we hate to say he told you so, but, you know. Freaking told. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, and and like, uh, you know, I, I like, I again, I don't personally listen to Spang Chicklets, but I think you know a lot of people because I know a lot of people went after Biz pretty hard when oh, this news yeah. came out, and yeah, a lot of I think a lot of people uh, probably owe Biz uh, an, an apology, apology, you know, and you know what, and and I'll I'll say credit to like TNT and that stuff because like they had his back the whole time, right? Like, they didn't, they didn't, they. To their credit, they had they had his back the whole time. So I think you know credit to them for for sticking sticking by their guy like that. Um, and it's like I said, it's super unfortunate because I think you know before this happened, I thought the vibes going around the, the jackets. Per, there's a lot of pretty good vibes, man. Like yeah, Fantilli absolutely fall into your lap. He immediately turns pro. Um, you know I think that I think their their forward group is going to be a lot of fun. I'm concerned about their goaltending, but. You know, and again, uh, absolute death division, in my opinion. It's there's there's like six teams there that I think are easily, you know, are should be in the playoff mix of, you know, and we all know how many teams make it. So, right. And the East overall, everybody, you know, pumped up at the trade deadline last year. Yeah. Who knows what's next for the for all those teams? Uh, It's going to be fun. And that's the beauty of hockey. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, I, I can't believe how fast it snuck up on me. Like, I just, I was thinking, oh, yeah, rookie, you know, rookie face-off, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, my God, like, preseason starts yeah. next weekend. Like Preseason starts Sunday. Sunday, yeah, <laughs> Sunday, preseason games. Like, it kind of, this season really kind of snuck up on me. 
quicker than it did because I was like I was like looking at the thing and I was like I'm like looking to see if like my schedule like what my schedule looks like so I can start like signing up for After Darks and I was like oh my god like that's you know that's the next schedule I don't have it yet but <laughs> but yeah so it's just like. It's like it's right there. It's 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 right, right there. I it's right back into it, and I just, I'm, I mean, I'm ready. But like normally, I think like we've we've gone a lot harder going into the season. Um, well, don't worry. Years, but I think it's gonna be fine. Like I think once the once the content, like I think now the content's kind of starting to get into full swing. So right, uh, we will go. Usually at this point, like I'm cram, I'm just, like cramming, trying to like figure out how many TTGs I can still fit in before Pucknologist starts and I lose jerk and all of those things. And it's like, so it's nice that this summer, like is the end of the summer. I'm not trying to like, I wanted to do this on TTG and I must get these shows in and I'm glad I don't have to try and drag people on to do them. So. Hey, it's, it's what we do. It's what, we, you know, we're back and we're ready to roll and uh, jerk yeah. needs you by the way. So, you know, and, and I think, and Ruben saying this and we'll finish it off here why they trust biz, biz nasty so much. And for that matter, Mike Commodore, who was very vocal about it. Spinning yeah. Chicklets is a pro player podcast has sure. been since day 100%. one. And that's why so many players in the league trust them. And maybe that's why. Yeah. I just, so I just don't it. like the outlet that spitting chicklets comes from. Yeah. That's the tough part. Right. Yeah. So like, I just, I won't support that outlet. And again, look at, and I don't want this to be a thing. I know someone's going to come in my mentions on there and be like, oh, my God, you're so soft. You're so woke. No, man, like if, if, if spitting chiclets is your jam, great. Uh, you know, I'm not telling you what to do um, by any stretch. If, if that's your jam, then fantastic. I just I don't like that outlet and I won't support it. Yeah. So let's move on to a brighter story uh, and really quickly into it. You know, the Professional Women's Hockey League held their draft today at the CBC Studios in Toronto. And for those not familiar, uh, the Mark Walter group, you know, kind of led by, you know, pioneer Billie Jean King, uh, mm -hmm. bought out the PHF, the, the Women's Professional League that was still standing in all of its teams. Uh, you had 90 players selected today, along with each team having like three free agents prior. For instance, yeah. former Sharp broadcaster Kendall Coyne-Schofield will be playing in Minnesota. Uh, Canadian... Gold medal legend Marie-Philippe Poulin uh, is in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, Sarah Nurse to Toronto. And in the draft, you saw the likes of Natalie Spooner going to Toronto, which is like almost a Canadian team re uh, reunion. Uh, you also have Hillary Knight going from the U.S. national team. She'll be playing for the Boston franchise. Uh, they'll be playing in January. I think they said they're going to have training camps open in November. Still haven't. I was hoping for team names and logos today because uh, I'm the logo yeah. geek. But uh, but uh, Boston, Minnesota, New York, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Uh, I I'm down with that. I I hope it gets a lot of promotion for it uh, because I think they're at a point where some of these players are pretty good enough to get get this off the ground. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it does well. I always want it to do well. Uh, it's not my thing. Um, I, 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 you know what? Like maybe when the playoffs happen, like I kind of, kind of scoop over. I've always been like, I always love like the women's games, like in the Olympics or the World Championships yeah. and stuff like that. Like I generally, that's generally when I tune into the women's game. Um, there's a lot of hockey uh, over <laughs> the course of the the year, right? Like it's it's a lot, dude. Um, yes. I mean, I, I hope it does well. I mean, it's not. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend here. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm going to, you know, be tuning in and picking a team and and, and um, 
you know, tuning in every game for that team. But um, obviously, because again, the Sharks, Barracuda, like there's, we do a lot. Um, but obviously, like I want it to do well. Um, I think that, uh, with, you know, a, a good, healthy women's league uh, is is a good thing, right? Um, yeah. It's it's not only a good thing for the game itself, but obviously, you know, it inspires other people to follow in those footsteps. And I think that if you look back at the 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 late, you know, you look back at the the groundwork that has been laid in that regard. I think, um, you know, going back to just going back to the Olympics, um, and you know, I think the Olympics was the big one that really once women hockey, women's hockey kind of hit the Olympics. And I think, you know, that laid the groundwork for kind of all of this. Um, and I, I, I hope it does well. I, I really do. I, I mean, like I said, is, is it something that I'm going to tune into religiously? No, I, you know, that's just me being honest, but um, I, I hope it does well. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a good good thing. We'll see what, what they have for a TV deal and all that stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll go to college really quick as two of the uh, Bay Area college squads get going, San Jose State and uh, UC Berkeley. Uh, in fact, let's see, if you're watching us live right now, uh, Cal plays in about 20 minutes in Oakland. So if you're headed in that area, go check it out. Uh, they'll be taking on Eastern Washington University, or as I like to call them, ELU. Uh, Cal beat... Eastern Washington 3-1 on Sunday, uh, and then they'll have an alumni game this weekend then take on San Jose State the following weekend. San Jose State took down Eastern Washington earlier in the weekend with a 6-4 and 5-2 victory. The Spartans head to Loyola Marymount this weekend. Uh, Got to give love to the college hockey. Uh, it, the place was packing during the postponed seasons, uh, so it's good to see those two uh, thriving in their uh, respective schedules. Now, go teams. Go teams. <laughs> now to get to the to the nitty gritty, that is our beloved San Jose Sharks. They went to v Vegas. Well, let's be honest, Summerlin and Henderson uh, for the rookie tournament uh, this year. Uh, decent results. They went two and one, beat LA four three in a shootout, destroyed Vegas five to one. Uh, and then a um, penalty-filled affair earlier Monday, uh, losing to the Coyotes five to three. Love to hear some of your thoughts on on what what transpired over the weekend. Yeah, I mean it's fun, right? Like these these things are always fun to watch. Um, I you know what you know what's amazing about these things is that you have like they they just play, right? There's no commercials. There's no yes. like you just it's such an easily digestible thing to watch because like other than like taking a minute to like scrape the ice in the middle of like each period, you basically get like a really really quick just burst of hockey, and I think there's something to be said for that. It's really fun to watch. Um, I. I thought the the Sharks kids did really well uh, in this in this uh, weekend. Yeah, they the game today they lost and that kind of sucked. Um, wasn't wasn't a super fun game. I mean, it was you know obviously you're gonna get like a different look. Um, they're obviously you're gonna have like some guys like some guys they don't have enough to show right. Like I think Eklund played one game. Mm -hmm. um, like Eklund has nothing to show at these things anymore, right? <laughs> like it's nice to get them you know a game of action, but. You know, that's not the that's not the reason like he's not there for to to just get in all those games. He's there to get a game in and then, you know, get ready for basically uh, training camp. But I thought, you know, like 
the the sad thing is, of course, I think is you get like you see some of these guys and obviously like they're not doing anything with the Sharks or the Barracuda this year. You know, they're going back to their junior teams or, you know, in most cases they're going back to the junior teams. Obviously, the college players can't be there because they're already playing um, for their for their school. So. Um, but yeah, no, like there was, there was definitely, um, you know, Thomas Bortolo had a really good, had a really good, um, showing, I think. And that's the guy who a lot of people are obviously have some questions about going into this season. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people have concerns about how Thomas Bortolo kind of finished last year. Um, and I, I would count myself among, um, those so it'll be interesting to yeah. see how he looks as as the competition ramps up obviously i think like thomas bordolo again is another guy who should do well in these situations because he's had that experience of playing the pro game um but i thought you know um there's a couple of guys that i really liked uh i'm trying to think here um who i really liked um you know a uh, casper haltman um yep you know i thought he had a really good showing um i think he if he can figure out his shot i think if if you give him a little more accurate shot i think he's going to be a lot of fun um to watch you know um quentin musty um another guy that i think was you know um definitely came as advertised yep. um i thought he looked really good um his first goal today against uh, yep. desert dogs yeah, you know, and then like a couple of guys that I think are going to be like, you know, um, you know, guys that are definitely like Barracuda guys. Like I like Bradley Merrick's game. I thought he um, like I don't expect like super big things from him um, on the Barracuda, but I thought he I thought he was pretty noticeable in in a lot of good ways. Um, you know, Artem Guriev, I think showed um his nastiness. Um, he is a he is a nasty. Like this this is a guy who. I think will grow on me as the season goes on, but he is a player I don't really like very much um, because I think he's nasty and I think he's nasty in all the wrong ways. Um, And I think he kind of showed, you know, some of his nastiness. I think, I think Barracuda fans will love him. I just, I've seen him do a lot of dirty shit um, in junior. The end of the game game against uh, Vegas was, was something else he he lines up somebody at the end of the game and yeah i'm like you gotta be careful with that dude uh, you know? yeah he he definitely he plays on an edge and sometimes he i think he crosses that edge a little bit but i think barracuda fans are probably gonna like because i think he's gonna beat up a lot of people <laughs> he's gonna and he's gonna hit like the dude hits like a truck um but yeah there's there's a nastiness in his game that i don't particularly care for but i feel like he's gonna he he'll probably grow on me as you know he's the guy that you like on your team but not when you play him um Gannon LaRock I think after having you know he he's had his injury problems a lot of talk about those injury problems that he's faced I thought he looked really good um and it'll be interesting to see because of him because of the way his games went because he missed so many games because of injury I think he does have some junior eligibility left so I'm not sure how um, I'm not sure where he is going to end up if they're going to have to send him back to Victoria or not. Because again, the situation here is like, unless they can get an exemption like they did for um, Shane Wright, um, basically, I think he has to go back to junior unless he's on the Sharks. And I don't see him making the Sharks blue line as good as he looked in this tournament. Like, I just, I don't see a, I don't see a path for Gannon LaRock, first year pro, uh, making the sharks out of camp and that's not a bad thing right um, no yeah i, I think uh, he's kind of in that middle spot 
Like, yeah, you can't. You, you really shouldn't be in Victoria. You could be. But in I Santa's, don't know if you could be with the Barracuda, right? Like, it's it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that um, shakes out. And I, and I'm not sure. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe he maybe he maybe he can just go. But I I'd have to check with Nick on that. Um, and you know what? I thought the goaltending was fine. Um, you know, Georgie Romanov's a guy who I don't really have a lot of um, excitement for. And I thought he really, the game he played, I thought he settled into it by the end. And I think he made some, uh, he made some huge saves to, to keep the team, um, obviously to keep the, basically the, the game tied. And then was it, they were able to win it in the shootout. Right. Um, so I, I, he, he's an interesting guy again, like there's the, the Barracuda net is so crowded this year <laughs> because you have, um, you have Magnus Krona. Magnus have... Krona, who I think, I think Krona, if I had to guess, and I, and again, I don't, we'll see as things goes on. To me, it's going to be, I think it's going to be Magnus Krona and um, McIniemi doing the, the bulk of the work in goal. Mm-hmm. But then you also have Georgi Romanov, and then you also have, um, what's the other guy? Beck Mason Warm or No, Bo Pitt will go back to junior. Okay. Um, uh, Beck yeah. Warm, I think is his name. Back warm something. Why don't I, have the, I thought I had the roster on me. I had the rookie one on me. My bad for you. I'm not holding your, uh, holding my weight up a little bit here. But uh, yeah, I think I, I, I really back, like. Yeah, back warm, back warm, back warm. I I really liked uh, Gannon the Rock. By the way, a little awkward to see twenty eight already being used. Um, but also, ah. I know we got to move on. Uh, but I think it, you know what? It's I'm glad you. Glad you brought that up because I think it just shows how high the sharks are on. Because like a lot of the sharks, like for those that don't know, the sharks that do this weird thing where like your number on the Barracuda is your number on the sharks. That's why you have so many guys wearing like just silly numbers. <laughs> but the fact that Gannon Larocque is a guy that they're they're just like, yeah, you can wear twenty eight. Like I think that shows just how high the organization is on him. Yeah. No, I mean we've always talked about you know Larocque. I think it was going to be. You know, one that that's been really, really loved. Uh, it's just going to be fun to see. You know, and there's not necessarily going to be a competition in camp, mm-hmm. but I would love for some of the kids to just wow, yeah, these guys to make it a little tougher to send them back down to where they need to go. Sure. Uh, and, and yeah, Romanov does need to work on his rebound control. That is something that um, I, I did want to mention, and I was trying to remember Beckworm's name. I feel bad for Beckworm. I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a swell folk, but I always like he's the guy whose name continuously fails to come to my brain when I need it on these shows. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't like. There's a lot of good. I thought there was a lot of good showings. Like I think that the the results of the game are not like winning's nice, but like the the results of the games don't really matter as much in these situations. Like I know as dumb as that probably sounds, but you're looking for, you're, you're obviously looking for guys to be good. Um, yeah. Mook Madulin, um, I liked a lot yeah. uh, in this tournament or turn. It's not a tournament. It's just a showcase. Yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> guilty of that. I know. Way. I always want to say tournament, but it's, it's not a tournament. It's, it's just a, you know, you play three games and that's it. Yeah, three games. We we had the we had the t-shirts ready to go if they had won today, but we digress. Yeah. Dang yeah, it! No. Dang it! But uh, yeah, I I'm I'm really really <laughs> <laughs> we need the rocket baby. Yep. Uh, you already talked about his 
uh, Dalton Prout jersey of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's Melosh on the back of this jersey, all right? Calm down. Uh, geez. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get to uh, watch camp. I'll be at the first preseason game on Sunday against Vegas when we get destroyed by, you know, what's essentially probably half of Henderson. Uh, so it'll be fun to see what I mean, how this goes around. Credit to th- I'll give the Sharks credit, though, because, like, at least they're going to stream the preseason game. Oh, thank God. And it's like it's a, and it's about time. Like <laughs> there's just no other like it's it's about time. And I understand like, you know, I understand for like for for me and for you, like obviously this is a big deal uh, for some people like preseason game. What are you whining about? But I I just think that in this day and age where technology has come so far, like the fact that we couldn't watch a preseason game until now is is kind of good. But I'm not I'm not uh, that this isn't me dragging the sharks. Like I think that the the fact that they're going to stream these games. Um, is, is great, right? Because I think that right. for look, this team it's it's going to be interesting. Like if you look, if we look ahead to the these preseason games and to the like, there are spots on this team where I'm not sure who is going to fit in them when all the dust settles, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at a guy like I think William Eklund's on this team to start the season, but is he? You know, and before we wouldn't get to watch these games, right? So we'd have to right. speculate and base our thoughts on other people's thoughts that have actually, you know, that are actually seeing things that for, for those of us that can't, you know, go to SAP and watch a preseason game or text you or whatever. Um, and so you're kind of just trying to go by vibes based on, you know, what does Pashelka think, whatever, you know, I think it's nice that we're going to be able to go in and, and see these games and actually, you know, sound smarter because we can actually see things with <laughs> our own eyes when we're trying to like figure out who's going to be on the team. Cause I think there's some fascinating camp battles. Oh gosh, uh, yeah. This year, like I think there's going to be some, there's going to be some fascinating camp battles. Like that blue line, there I could think of like six different ways that could line up to start the season, <sighs> and I I think it's going to be fascinating because I think there's there's a lot of obviously you have like a lot of veteran guys there, um, but you also have you know guys that I think are you know you got a lot of veteran guys there. Obviously, I think I I question where Radim Shimik fits on this team still. But then you look at guys like Knizov and um, and Thrun, right? Like guys that should definitely be interesting to watch in camp. And I, I I'm curious to see like who the the final six or you know or seven, um, you know who's who's the healthy scratch guy. Right. I'm fascinated to see how that lines up. I think that's going to be you know. And then obviously in the forward group, like there's again a lot of. There's a lot of regular faces, but I want to see where Eklund fits into this, you know, into this mix or, you know, does Bortolo force his way into a, you know, a, an early season addition on, on the big club? Is there room? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the, the roster now. There's 20 defensemen they have come into camp, you know. Sure. But I mean, I mean that's going to get trimmed in. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I'm I'm with you. Besides maybe Ferraro, obviously I would think you would have Vlasic on there. And Vlasic's on the team. Like, let's not be silly. Like, yeah. again, let's not be silly. Market of Vlasic <laughs> is not getting cut in training camp and sent to the Barracuda. Like, he's he's on the team. Um, you know, like there's there's guys that are that are definitely going to be there. Ferraro's definitely going to be there. Um, but it's it's you know it's the it's the filling it out that's going to be interesting because you again you have yeah. some veteran guys and you have some you have some younger guys that 
I think should be there, but you know, is there going to be room depending on, you know, I think this is going to be a fascinating training camp because we don't, I mean, we have some ideas on how Quinn runs things at this point now, obviously after a season, but there, you know, I think if, if there's guys that aren't on this team, like I think some people are going to have their nights out for Quinn pretty early here. <laughs> if a, if a guy like Nikolai Knizhov's not on the team to start the season. Well, it'll go to show you as to how are you approaching the season? Yeah. You know, are, are you going for, oh, yeah, the good boys? Yeah, my boys are doing good and all the kids, you know, whatever, the kids. I need to keep my job, you know. But, I mean, you have Vlasic, Benning, Ferraro, I would think are the three that are probably your locks. You know, uh, I mean, and then after that, it's, it's up in the air, you know. You have mm-hmm. Kyle Burrows. Uh, you you have, you know, Kinejov, Jacob McDonald. Can I, I, like, I think make Jacob a shot. McDonald's year seven, right? Yeah, I yeah. I don't think McDoolin. I think he's going to start the year on Two. the Barracuda, and I think that's fine. And Thrun, for that matter, which who yeah. I thought played pretty sound. Plus, Jan Ruda, who came in part of the. Uh, that's that's what I mean. Like, one. there's a lot of guys there with a lot of you know. A lot of NHL games, um, and you know they they have a lot of NHL games, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're good. <laughs> and I think it's, I, I, he I, played I, with like, Tampa. Come on, I'm I'm aware he's a <laughs> Stanley Cup champion, but you know, um, am am I excited? If does Yan Ruda the reason I'm excited for the Sharks? Is, no, no, it's not. No, that's just I mean, that's it. That's it's just Kevin LeBanc. That's I am true. sure again. I am sure Yan Ruda. <laughs> well human being but you know it's not why i'm getting excited you know i want to i want to i want to see you know i want to see who pushes pushes their way onto the team you know i want to see the you want to see at least a glimpse of the future because i don't want to you know spoil anything for you but if you're looking for playoffs you're watching the wrong team (laughs) (laughs) oh sad but true yeah you know so Looks like Blackwood Kakinen is the way to go for for the Sharks this year. God help us all. Uh, then you have Krona, Makiniemi, and Romanov. Uh, and Beckworm. And Beckworm. Oh boy, that looks like the front runner for the jersey when they get the equipment. It's so. weird. Like it's just I, I, the that's the fascinating thing it, for me is like the goaltending mm-hmm. because well, obviously, look, we the, we, we they do have the. Um, they do have the, uh, arrangement with Wichita. So I think they're obviously, I think that's going to be, you know, they'll, they'll probably use that as, as they did last year. Remember poor stress man, just like constantly on the flight oh. back and forth from Wichita. I think, um, I'm curious, like, again, cause you have like, you have four, you have four guys, um, that you have to find minutes for. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if, if, um, how Beck warm fits into this. Cause I think. I think if you look at the the guys at the Sharks, in my opinion, that they seem to be the highest on. It's McIniemi and Corona. But the Sharks have had such a terrible run of trying to find a goaltender that, you know, having four options uh, is going to be interesting. But I, you know, again, I'm fascinated to see who who they think, you know, if if I'm right, is are is it is it really Corona? And, and Mackie and Yemi are the, they're the highest on. Like it'll be, I think the once the Barracuda season starts. Like I'm curious 
to see how that how the four-headed monster rotation works. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Granted, we've seen it before last year with Dell, Makiniemi, Strassman. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, I mean, it's, they they've done it right, and I think that, um, you know, I think look, I, I Makiniemi, you know, I, I I still think is a player that they're incredibly high on. I feel like it's his, it's probably his net to lose at this point right. to start. Um, but I'm curious to see how they go because I think that you know once Makiniemi got hurt, they kind of just rode Arundel, um, to trying to make the playoffs, obviously. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm fascinated to see how John McCarthy, again, John McCarthy, there's another, there's another oh, thing, you know, boy. going into talking about how we're going to see how, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what he's learned. Right. Because I think that hopefully a lot, do I, you know, am I a super fan of how John McCarthy ran things in year one? Not really, but, but again, like this is where you cut your teeth as a coach, right? This is where you learn. So I do want to see what he's learned. I'm willing to see, like to give him that. I know some people, want to fire him out of cannon that's fine i get it um but you know i'm i'm curious enough to see how he you know what he's changed going into the season and how they look at things because obviously you had like the martin coat stuff have come out and that was weird um you know and 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 there i wonder again you know like did something get lost in translation it just seems like a weird seems so weird right but then also you know you have to look at like all the vets kind of just ran away and like Andre Gazzino under contract. I want out. Um, those are concerning things. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see what this Barracuda team looks like and how John McCarthy, you know, let's see what he's learned over the summer. Um, but I think I don't, I, I know it sucks because like we just talked about how fun this, this rookie face off was, but like, I don't have, super high hopes for the barracuda i hope they're fun i think they have potential to be fun right but i don't know if they're fun or fun good <laughs> well that's what we were hoping for last year is that the plethora fun of the good. kids and they were kind of just okay and they were epic fail after starting four and oh yeah i mean it was just it was very uneven after you know after they got going so but again like you you want to see you know, with the Barracuda, you want to see guys take that extra step. You want to see guys like Brandon Coe take a step. You want to see a guy, you know, another guy who I didn't mention earlier when we were talking with the rookie faceoff, you know, Tristan Robbins looked really good, I thought. And got into a fight. Um, yeah, <laughs> he got into a fight. And I was like, what are you doing, Tristan Robbins? <laughs> um, you know, I don't I, I don't I don't need to see Tristan Robbins fight. Um no. maybe, but uh but no, like you know, so you want to see like, you know, Daniel Gushkin had that beautiful shootout goal. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, I, again, like I think the Barracuda should be fun. I just hope they're fun. Good, man. We need just something to be good in, in this organization. Like I just, but there's a lot of, you know, again, you, you have a, you had a pretty big turnover in the summer of veteran players. So I want to see which vets they bring in and how they ride some vets and how like some of these guys that are playing, you know, like Tristan Robbins, Brandon Coe, um, Gushkin, you know, I want to see how they, you know, what, how they get deployed this season, how much more responsibility are they going to get, um, as, as the season progresses. I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting things at least, uh, is, is it going to be good? I don't know, but there's a lot of interesting things that are going right. to storylines to follow. Um, with the Sharks and the Barracuda this year. And we'll talk about it here. 
Yeah. So if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button down below. Me and Ian will be doing at least 85 shows each this year. <laughs> including 20 Barracuda After Darks, and maybe we'll sneak in uh, a handful of not, PWHL uh, After Darks. Let's, let's, okay, let's not I'm kidding. I'm kidding. say anything like that. No, let's, no, not, no. let's not set ourselves up for things. Because no. this is the one thing. Like this, I like in previous years, I'm like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then none of it happens. I'm not promising anything. I'm just no. like, I'm going to show up. That's that's what I'm promising. Yeah, we'll be um, here. I just, I just feel like there's been like times last year. Like I wanted to do more TGG last year. Like we obviously we had the shows with Nick, and I think we're gonna definitely do those again. Absolutely. Um, you know, I definitely want to get I, at some point. I'm gonna try and rope Kevin down, and we're gonna you know reach out to Nick to try and get a try and get a, a show like with him off the ground before the Barracuda season uh, kind of gets into full swing. Um. So I'll promise that, cause that that will happen. Um, but as far as like just like grandiose, like what are we going to do? It's, you know, it's the usual stuff. Um, and then anything beyond that is gravy. Yeah. So be on the lookout for it. Looking at hoping to do a little bit more, hoping to try to do a little bit more, but don't get your hopes up chest yet, folks. So be on the lookout for that. We appreciate each and every one of you. So in case you missed anything or you want to watch this game. Preseason after dark? Huh? 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 When is it? Sunday? Sunday? You want to do a preseason after dark? Maybe. I'll check in from the tank. Uh, in case you missed it, you can catch Teal Town USA everywhere. And if you want to hear it again, smash those likes. Except on X, apparently, because he's going to make us pay for all of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, if anybody... Wait, hang on. Let me, let me pull this back up here. Um, <laughs> hang on. Uh, get us wherever you can find you know, your podcast, you know, Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey, always available at tealtownusa.com. Smash those like, sub, and bell buttons uh, so that way you are notified when we go on the air next. Okay, so yeah, let's get back to this here. So does anybody have a Blue Sky invite? Uh, <laughs> right. I heard Jack from tw Twitter starting that up. Uh, that'd be great to you know uh get us going there i mean i was just trying to you get on what? threads you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and it's gonna be completely blasphemous and it's completely counterproductive to what we're doing oh, boy. um but like so over the summer like i cut a ton of my my twitter x whatever the hell you want to call it use um i, I don't really I like it <laughs> i think yeah you know what just like because i just i don't know i cut it man and you know what like like I'm a happier person. Like I don't miss it. Like I, 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 you know, I always think like, oh yeah, if you, you know, because we got to promote the show or whatever. So if like something else took off, like then we obviously have to do it, man. But like, honestly, Elon, thank you for fucking Twitter because it's like I, so much happier now that I barely log into it. Um, and that's what to say. Like if you if you at me at Ian Blog Hockey, I'm generally respond. I'm a polite, kind <laughs> person. But like, I went through and I like kind of really set up my my feed so it's like only like so i'm only ever on like the for you feed now instead of like the all feed and oh my god like it, unless you're like a person who loves going on twitter and like you know getting in the mud um if that's your thing like I, by all means continue doing it I'm, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life but like for me who doesn't really like to get in the mud and you know like just be perpetually online i think it's been a godsend and i recommend it to anyone yeah it, it's it it's just a bummer that that's going to come to that but you know uh and twitter really brought a lot of sharks fans together 
And right, like it's so a, like it's, like it I said, sucks it's completely just completely antithetical to what we do to be like, yeah, man, just just stop using it. It sucks. Um, right. Like obviously, like we want to be able to promote the show, and it's it's you know you want to kind of remain in the in the mix as far as like, oh, wonder Ian thinks about this game, and I'm sure like when sharks games happen, I'm sure I'll tweet about it or whatever. But um, and again, like I said, if you ever like have a question or you want to hit me up on Twitter, by all means do it. I you know <laughs> again. It'll, as, it'll still as, be there as long just, as you don't want to talk you know as long as you're not trying to sell me your religion or or you know tell me your politics i i will yes. happily interact with you um but if you want to do the, the other two then go away yeah <laughs> no I, I completely agree so with that we thank each and every one of you we will be back on a, I, I guess maybe sunday according to ian it is a yeah. five o'clock yeah, start it's, it's preseason for everyone we gotta get our we gotta get our fucking game faces on oh we gotta get we, we gotta we, have, we gotta we gotta do our training camp too yes that's right <laughs> we'll see get, get I, our I, cliches in get our get, get our, our cliches in you know practice on gotta, our ad libs uh I, we gotta you know let you know how many pucks in deep there were and... <laughs> yeah, oh, okay Time's well, game on. it's 5 p.m out here 8 p.m out oh, there glorious yeah we're doing it, it. it's it's a thing we're doing <laughs> all right sounds good we'll we'll get that all situated so <laughs> we will be uh, so now i could say with confidence we will be back with you on sunday following sharks and golden knights for the first preseason game of the year uh maybe i'll have to figure out how to do to, to do the show from there if you don't get anybody that'd be fun so thank what have you. i done i'm gonna end up doing this by myself oh damn it so we right. thank we thank you for watching. We appreciate you. Here we go again, gang. The thirty third season of the San Jose Sharks is about to get underway, and we'll be happy to be with you all the way through the bitter, bitter end. Oh, but be on the lookout on our social channels. We've got something cooking up for tomorrow. So until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Sunday. Following Sharks and Golden Knights, the preseason opener. And we will only blame Ian for it. All right, no, kidding. <laughs> Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for watching. <laughs>